a matter of time, I suppose. Welcome to Watchmen Minute, where we take a look at the director's cut of Zack Snyder's Watchmen one minute at a time. My name is Travis Bowe from the Real Comic Heroes podcast. I'm Eric Nash. And I'm Johnny Powers from the Austin Powers Minute. Welcome back one last time, Johnny. Thanks for having me back for one last time. Oh, absolutely. It's uh, It's been a fun little investigation with you. Yeah, just kind of putting together those breadcrumbs to see where we're ending up. Well, we've ended up at minute 95, which starts with Rorschach entering Moloch's apartment and ends with Detective Fine interrupting Rorschach's investigation. I think, unfortunately, those breadcrumbs are leading us to uh, something bad. <laughs> yeah. A little surprise for Rorschach here. But first he steps in a uh, puddle with a reflection in it. A reflection of what? Mm. It's, it's, it's like a marquee. Now, but yeah. I think we see it at about what oh, 15 seconds in or so. Oh, yeah, 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 we see it again. It is repeated, yeah, here. we get to see it when he when he jumps up. Yeah, it's the uh, the rum runner, yeah, like apartment or motel or whatever. From the name, maybe it was like a bootleg apartment uh-huh. during prohibition, yeah, yeah, maybe in the in the basement there was like a some sort of illegal operation going on or something. Mm-hmm. So did you guys notice a logo, though? Oh, yeah. These, what's, I think, supposed to be a skull, skull and crossbones, but the skull part is is, is the iffier part in my mind. <laughs> but it's, it's it's because it's the uh, same, sim- similar type of thing that Warshak does for his signature, which is the, the backwards R than the, than the normal. But his, but his are lowercase. This is these are uppercase R's to form this skull part. Symmetry. Yeah. And the title of this is it this chapter of the book is called Fearful Symmetry. I think it's when he's meeting up with Moloch. Um but uh yeah, I just I love the RR logo and and I like both you know for the rum runner and I like it as as Rorschach uses it on his little scraps of paper that he leaves behind for people, um, the symmetrical R's, it's pretty cool. Um, I looked up Rum Runner, and I mean it pretty well known. Like it's a it's a person or ship engaged in bringing prohibited liquor ashore or across a border. Um, and actually, a Rum Runner indicates that it's you know over water, whereas a bootlegger indicates over land. So I didn't know that about the bootlegger part. So. Makes sense, I guess. I think the, I mean, another, in the book, like the skull and crossbones, part of the logo is meant to be a nod to the the Black Freighter, which, you know, the, the comic is also running concurrently with the story that's being told here. So it has a little bit more weight to it, I think, in the book than it does here. But yeah, Johnny, are you even familiar with the the idea of the the comic and 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 there was the ultimate cut even and it's also a <laughs> standalone uh, extra DVD you can buy as well purchase as well or um, uh, the Black Freighter it's a comic that uh, actually our uh, recent guest uh, was the reader of in the in the movie and the book original book that's awesome no I did not know that and so the ultimate cut would actually have actually has it going going in and out of the of the comic as he's sitting there at the newsstand reading it. Yeah. Animated sequences. That's really cool. Teenage yeah. kid. Jesse Reed. Yep. He's a good dude. <laughs> um, I don't know if it's, it's me stretching, but uh, 
in the upcoming little segment that it's not in this version, but um, with the Black Freighter stuff that, that, you know, the Skull and Crossbones, I think, is a nod to, like, like in the Black Freighter, like, the sea captain gets delirious and he's talking to a dead man. Mm-hmm. And here we're about to see uh, Rorschach maybe in a similar situation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> maybe not being delirious, but I'm sure that's... I don't. I doubt that's intentional. I don't know if that's just. I don't know. It's kind of a, uh, in, in the the comic, and uh, black and cartoon Black Freighter version. Uh, talking to the dead man is kind of has a castaway Wilson vibe. Yeah. <laughs> Being delirious, delirious enough, mount mal malnourished and what have you. Um. So we get a little bit more of uh, uh, Rorschach's like cat-like abilities because he jumps up to this handrail and then like. Does this leap up to the fire escape? Um, yeah, he's got mad ups. Cause like <laughs> I, I can't imagine like just casually doing that. Yeah, yeah. It, it's almost like it. It's almost too smooth of a motion because it sort of looks like he jumps from the steps all the way up to the fire escape. Like if you if you don't really pay attention, it, it just yeah. Like I said, it, he almost does it in one smooth motion. Um, and then even when he's like dangling from the fire escape, he pulls himself like straight up and then like launches himself seemingly further than you would really able be able to do because and even if he was very fit, you know, with, with his upper body strength, like I don't think you're physically, I don't know you can propel yourself up. <laughs> I don't know. Um, we've seen way earlier in the movie him have uh, questionable physics when it comes to, you know, scaling the side of like Eddie's apartment. So he must be like part Kryptonian, Kryptonian or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a small little bit where like once he makes the final like leap into the apartment, you get like a straight on shot of his face coming up at the camera. Mm-hmm. And I don't love that. I don't know why. It just, it just doesn't fit necessarily. It do- doesn't feel anything else in this movie and i i don't know i just don't like the shot of it essentially his face just filling up the the uh-huh. screen suddenly and and cutting i don't know just it's like half a second so it's not you know a big deal but it just well it feels contradictory because he's the person who's always supposed to be anonymous mm. so like you get a full-fledged shot of his face, like obviously not his real face, but of his mask <laughs> and all the ink blots, and it just seems like completely out of character that he would even allow that to happen. Mm. So he he's in, he enters the apartment. We we you know he's now in here with uh, with Moloch and a little insert shot of the cigarette. <sighs> you know, burning down to almost, almost the hand. Um, there's like matches kind of scattered roughly on the table. When did you say that this guy was supposed to be killed in the last minute? Yes. Um, yeah. Because like cigarette, it's like not Mm. continuity. Um, well, I guess we don't know when, I don't know. I'm, I'm, well, well, I mean the, 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 the point at which he must have been killed must have been awfully recent for that. Yeah, that cigarette. yeah, that's what I'm right. saying. So yeah, yeah. So it's like when. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. I don't know how long it takes for a cigarette to burn. Five minutes. It would almost <laughs> have to Ten be minutes? within like 
five to ten minutes. Yeah. Which, I mean, we, well, so that almost doesn't work with the the way they've set up the reason for Rorschach to come visit with Malik because he didn't get a, a message saying 1130. He just found the the pyramid paycheck at Roy's and then decided I better go check in on um, on Malik. And so, yeah, what's to say that the timing would have been, you know, would have worked out. It's just, it's random that he happened to be there at the same time. Um, that'll be something that I'll have to look out for towards the end of the movie once this is all kind of uh, explained as far as the timeline goes. So that's interesting. It just seems like the person who's doing it is one step ahead of Rorschach and is yeah. like doing it, waiting for him to catch up, knowing that he's on that lag time of like maybe like five, ten minutes. Yeah. That's a big assumption that he would find the the clue to lead him, you know, the, the pyramid paycheck clue. That's that's a big assumption, I think. Hmm. Very interesting. Of course, that's what he says to Malik that uh, someone tried to kill the world's or shoot the world's smartest man today. Malik, a guy worked for Pyramid Transnational, and he chucks the ID badge on the table. And then he's the one. He mentions that it's more than just a delivery service. I take it. So for me, that helped clarify that Pyramid is is just a a routine, not a big deal delivery company. It's not some big, you know, evil corporation. Which I think I've overlooked in the past past few years of of just watching this, you know, and thinking that this was some big company. So, so it's like it would be like the Lex Corp of. I don't know. I don't think it would be. I, I think it's it's a very tiny. It's it's a well, like you thought it would have been like. Oh that. yeah, yeah. That's what I thought it would have been. Yeah, um, but in reality, it's like one of the, you know, a, the Lex Corp owns a company that owns, you know, dozens of companies that happens to own this one. So it's like one of those evil by proxy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that's the way. It, um, there is a uh, twenty seconds of 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 talking. <laughs> until he realizes he finds out Moloch is dead. That's funny. I didn't even think to. It's odd to me that that Rorschach would let his guard down hmm. enough to just, I mean, he still sneaks into the apartment, uh, you know, fairly, basically undetected. Um, but we saw the first time, you know, that he didn't, he didn't just come into Moloch's apartment while he was there. He, he got there ahead of Moloch. He waited, um, put a note in the fridge, waited, you know, until he found the note and then like terrorized him. And so we know that Rorschach's not a guy that just is going to wander into something generally. Mm -hmm. And so here, I mean, he, we don't have the thing with the, with having a preset time and date to, to have a meeting. So you can't really use that, but it's still odd to me that he doesn't scope out the situation and see what he's walking into. Um, and I'm, I'm maybe it's because of the way their last meeting ended. Like he kind of went soft on mm. Moloch by letting him keep his cancer medication before they parted ways and not, you know, it kind of like not roughing him up anymore. Once he started talking about having cancer and all that, like maybe he, because he showed that very slight bit of compassion, 
you know, maybe that's why you let his guard down here. And, you know, it, for someone that talks about like never compromising and stuff like that, like I think he, I don't know, I think he kind of screwed mm. himself here. He could also be like drunk on the idea of like putting all these things together <laughs> of like, all right, yeah. I got it. It's fine. Let me do my monologue and then completely ignore everything around me except that <laughs> I'm right and I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not that I it, hope it, it's ignoring. Yeah. yeah. I hope it's the compassion part, like for the person. Right. But 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 he does ignore the the scun. <laughs> you know, he, he yeah up, yeah he even really missed quick. that. Uh, yeah, we don't see that we you don't see where it is on the table. But right after he gets it up off the table, it's that's when it comes into view, and, and it's like, uh, was it sitting there this whole time? Was it underneath something else that he moves off of it? Maybe mm-hmm. yeah. find it, but you don't see kind kind of an indication of that. Losing your touch, mm. Rorschach. <laughs> yeah yeah. Uh, the gun that he finds is a Walther PPK, which is uh, hey. typically... <laughs> a James Bond one. <laughs> it is, yeah. Typically the gun that uh, yeah Bond uses. Um, um, God, he's got anything on, uh, I guess, the, the interruption of... Uh, I guess it's kind of interesting. Like We, we see you know, Rorschach obviously figures out that Moloch's sitting there dead, and all he says is, hmm. Like there's no big reaction, and it's perfect timing for the police to show up. So that's. It just seems wild that they would just like show up like that. Obviously, they have their reasons, but just perfect timing all around. Uh, we do have the same two cops from the beginning as well, Detectives Fine and Gallagher, and it's Detective Fine that's the one that's talking at this point, at least. I forget if he, if the if the other one comes in. Saying anything during the, I don't this, this think whole he does. scene that goes into next week. Yeah, I'll have to well, obviously I have to look next week, but I don't think we hear the other detective say anything. Mm-hmm. So, but he knows that uh, Rorschach's in there, and the last thing he says is if there's anybody in. But Rorschach gets a little reaction, so he's obviously not happy. Yeah, he like he's like, no, what? <laughs> crap, <laughs> crap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, because at this point, he definitely looks incredibly guilty. Sure. I mean, even if there wasn't a dead body in here. I mean, he's guilty, but. <laughs> yeah. This is like something. Of a great many things. Well, yeah. And this is something like, fine. Like, hi, we have you in a place with a gun and a dead person. This is like yeah, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Almost like someone set it up that way. Yeah, you know, I'm telling you, there's somebody who's like five or ten minutes ahead of him. <laughs> I know it's a conspiracy theory that only I'm a part of, but, like, I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you'll have to listen on from here and, and find out uh, if you're right. And I'll tell you all about it in my essay. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Um, anything else on this one? I think I'm good. I think I'm good, too. Okay. All right. I'm going to talk about some of the differences uh with the the script and then what was what all we got there's a lot of differences i mean it's it's a big chunk because it goes back to i mean even stuff that they didn't even that we didn't even get in the movie um there was a meeting between rorschach and dan where rorschach visits uh, dan again breaks his lock again and he kind of wakes him up he's standing over dan in the morning with a newspaper and says uh you know you should get a new lock. That one broke really easily. Easily, you know, you can't be too careful, <laughs> and just doesn't understand the. He had to replace the lock because of Rorschach, not because of like a dangerous, you know, someone else. So, uh, let's see. So we start this 
like where we started Monday was in Adrian's, you know, office and he's with the the auto execs and then the whole assassination attempt and in the script uh Dan is with him like like Adrian is with his assistant and they're talking about the meeting with the toy people. There are no auto execs, there are no businessmen um in this uh in the script here. They're talking about the the meeting that he has coming up with the toy people. And then Dan shows up and says, we need to talk. Uh, you know, Rorschach came to see me again. And they're talking about the um, the mass killer theory and all this and that. And um, Adrian says, you know, you're, you're still preoccupied with the ramblings of that lunatic. Um, I really don't have time for this, Dan. So kind of shrugs him off. And that's when the um, assassin kind of pops up and uh, shoots the assistant in the gut. Um, Adrian, it says Adrian springs to action, uh, kind of get the same kind of thing. Actually, it, it matches the book really well where he grabs the, the stanchion and deflects the second bullet with, with the stanchion and then proceeds to smash it into the face of the assassin. And then it's Dan that comes up with the information about the local lowlife named Roy Chess in a voiceover. And as we hear the voiceover, that's when we start to see Rorschach investigating the apartment. He finds a laptop that has information with Janie Slater and um, Moloch. I mean, he there's a lot of information on a laptop that a delivery man has. <laughs> so kind of weird to me that all this information is just... I'm glad they went a different route with that. Well, and again, that that's that's set in the time period that that was written in the mid 2000s. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Because really, in the mid 80s, at least our our universe laptops really weren't a thing. Mm, true. <laughs> I actually, yes. actually yeah. my, in the late 80s, kind of is when my dad gave me a hand me down called a lunchbox <laughs> computer, <laughs> Port- nice. por- portable in quotes computer. Yeah. <laughs> the the mm. keyboard did pop out pop off the front yeah. to reveal the screen <laughs> but it, had, it was much deeper right <laughs> behind the screen um then we start to get some rorschach voiceover um he gives us the date it's october 19th instead of the 21st um they then he as he approaches Moloch in the apartment says the hitman worked for pyramid industries so did Janie slater and everyone else dr manhattan allegedly gave cancer to and last time I was here, I saw a pension, pension check, and we get that dialogue about the pension check. Um, the company being a front um, says, front set up by whoever it is that killed the comedian that pushed Dr. Manhattan over the edge that wants us masks dead. Is that why you left me a note in my mail drop? Uh, you have something to confess? Um, that's when Rorschach steps around and see that Moloch is dead and then finds a note in front of Moloch that reads look behind you and it's the same note that Rorschach left in Moloch's refrigerator in like the previous visit um, that's when the cops interrupt and, and we end in the same place that we do here so um, yeah a lot of stuff a little, lot of little differences but a couple of different like scene changes and uh, Dan showing up in Adrian's office that's seems a bit unnecessary I don't know but yeah that's the script for this week. So, Johnny, we want to thank you for uh, joining us uh, these past couple of days. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Did you have fun? I did. I definitely need to go and rewatch this movie now. You made me think about a lot of different things. Cool. 
That's why we're here. <laughs> um, all right. Um, hit our listeners one last time with, uh, with your information. All right. So you guys can follow me at Austin Powers Min and um, listen to the pod anywhere pods are available. And then come yell at me if you don't find it. That's fine. I can fix it. Um, and you can join our listeners group if you like. Um, so that group is going to be, you know, just a casual nod to my own pod um, and a little club called the Electric Psychedelic Pussycat Swingers Club. You know, just a little casual club. <laughs> That makes me laugh every time. <laughs> so definitely come join that on Facebook because we have that going on there. That really freaks me out. Yeah, but like in a good way. <laughs> yeah. All right. We've already talked about iTunes ratings yesterday and Denver. Well, in relation to Denver, Denver the uh, moviesbyminutes.com website oh, yeah. where you can find all other currently 94 uh, shows. <laughs> And uh, Pete and Alex, of course, too. The oh yeah, the starters of this. The emperors. Crazy, crazy dictators. <laughs> the makers. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> so yeah, thanks to those guys. Um, I think that's gonna do it for week. Is it 19? Is that where we're up wow. to? Wow! Congratulations, guys. Yeah, and it's all. Uh, we're on the we're on the downhill now. Ooh. We're uh, we've uh, officially crossed over into the past the halfway point so that's terrifying because uh my movie ended on week 18 so (laughs) (laughs) i I was gonna ask you how long uh or how many minutes austin powers was i'm gonna be like 18 weeks like every movie (laughs) like all of them are pretty much the same runtime so like yeah good on you you guys you guys are persevering through it (laughs) yeah yeah Hopefully we feel the same way in another 18 weeks you, or 19 weeks. You might weeks. need to step away from the Watchmen for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. well, all right. Um, I think that'll do it for this week. And we will be back next week with minutes 96 through 100 here on the Watchmen Minute. So until then, who watches the Watchmen? We do. We, we do. do. <laughs> Watchmen are over. Over.